Welcome to the Fizzle Share. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, this is the Fizzle Show, the indie business talk show that helps lifestyle entrepreneurs build honest, profitable businesses that won't fizzle out. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself, doing something that you care about. Your hosts are Barrett Brooks, Steph Crowder, Corbett Barr, and me, Chase Reeves. We run Fizzle.co. That is a website, that is a URL that you can go check out right now. Fizzle.co is a website full of training courses to help you run a small business, and more importantly, where you'll also find the community of entrepreneurs who won't let you quit. So you try your first five weeks for free on us at Fizzle.co slash try five. Okay. This episode is a good one. Help! (laughs) Help, I lost my job. I have 60 days to launch and get ramen profitable. What would you do if you had to make ends meet in a really short amount of time? How would you find clients? What would your pitch be? What exactly would you sell? Like, do Do you know? This is where a fizzler named Josh really is right now. He brought his question to the Fizzle Forums last week. And in this episode, we share his story breaking down some of the common mistakes and best places to start when you need to get to minimum viable income fast. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 139. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. I mean, Barrett's drinking the coffee or something. Barrett is drinking it Uh, all up. I just put the roast in the oven, not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, you did not. You did, no, not. you did not. You did not take a little break and put the roast in the oven, did you? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> she is working from home. She's right working from home. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, no. We are a lifestyle business, which means Barrett can take a break to go in and uh, make dinner, as it were. <laughs> this is terrific. Wow. Welcome back to the Fizzle Show, where we are actively trying to understand how our employees are using their time. Where we are actively trying to lose you as a listener by week. No. I really mean, coming in hot. Yeah, some would say. Some would say. Um, so speaking of losing you as a listener, Corbett Barr has a, has a podcast that's in not only new and noteworthy, but new and noteworthy for all of iTunes. Oh my God, you guys. It's a real big deal. You might not have heard, you might not have heard of it yet because it's called Lifestyle Business Weekly. It's a, it's a, like a side, uh, like, Whatever side podcast, what was the side, side project? It's a side, side show. It, it's a side of the side, it's a double side project. And um, but it's about it's about it's great. It's a good format. You're gonna like this if you haven't seen it yet. It is a YouTube uh, video and a podcast and an email that comes with it. Look, if you love the Fizzle Show, but you wish that it were about twenty five percent as long and didn't have Chase Barrett or Steph on it, yeah, yeah, and you'll love life. And also, it was mostly just like just like uh, just news. It's like it's yeah. like it's like Corbett as Seth Meyers as Walter Cronkite in sure. Lifestyle Business Weekly. Yeah. It's it's uh it's like our current topics episode. Current, it's yep. just me talking to myself. It's great. It's great. And, and and let's give a little bit of background of where this came from, really quick. In the in the next minute, we've got a big topic to get into today. But uh, but this was an idea that we had for like, hey, what if we like? There's a lot of things you can do to grow your business. Growing your business means what? More revenue or more whatever your things that you think you need right now. Wages. For for us, it, it is is we want to get more Fizzle members. We want to grow the membership of Fizzle so that we can afford to spend to hire more people to build better content and do all the things. That 
that we want to do with it, yep. right? Um, so we can write more blog posts on our existing blog. We can write more, make more podcast episodes on our existing podcast. We can do advertising. We can do it. We came up with a huge list of things that we could do to get more people to the thing. Well, one of them was, what if we tried making a new podcast, like a separate podcast to see like, okay, this, does this get us new members coming from this? Yep. Is it significant compared, is it worth the work to do it? Because it's not an insignificant investment to make that stuff. Yeah. And so you've had this show going on for how long now? Um, I don't know, a couple of months. Yeah. And it's not just a show. It's also a weekly email newsletter. So for the newsletter, I've done 20 something issues. Uh-huh. For the show, I've done 10 video episodes, mm. but I also do audio episodes. Might sound a little bit confusing, but it works. Yeah. Um, actually, I wrote a post about it. You can put it in the show notes about oh, yeah. how, I, how I turn one piece of content into 25,000. Yep. yep. Um, roughly. Roughly. So anyway, it's been it's definitely been fun. It's always slow going in the beginning, like building up a new audience, but um, we're seeing some results. We're seeing people who subscribe to that show and end up becoming Fizzle members. So yep. it may be a path forward. We may have some other shows coming up in the future, just uh, as a, a little hint to drop. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little uh, teaser. And, and you, uh, are you putting a little bun in the oven here? Or I mean, are you making a roast? Are you? We're not stating that. We're not stating that we will have new shows. We're saying that we're thinking about having new we shows, may. which means you should not plan on it because we know how that goes. It sounds like sure. you're putting the foil over the roast there. I yeah. am putting the foil over <laughs> yeah. the roast. You don't want the if little... You, Mm-hmm. To burn. Mm. If you guys uh, subscribe to the Fizzle Show in iTunes, you'll notice that the Fizzle Show is now produced by Fizzle.fm. What? Mm-hmm. If you click on that, it will link to a page with Lifestyle Business Weekly as well. So true, guys. My fingers smell like garlic. <laughs> Did, Lovely. You're gonna make me try to pull yeah. back to the thing, and I'm yeah, and I'm gonna try really hard not to now. Just do you understand? Just don't. <laughs> there's don't, like five. Do it. There's like however many listeners who are catching the thread from before to now, and I'm just and everybody's You're going like, let it go. It just got so, real. What we gonna do today? <laughs> oh my god, Barrett is in a good mood. <laughs> I don't know how to process this. Let's see if we can get him pissed off again today, folks. <laughs> Give the guy a little bit of time off. Um, yeah, <laughs> give him an inch. Uh, Steph, uh, tell us what we're gonna talk about today. All right, let's do this. So today's topic, I think this is going to be a good one. I think that a lot of people can probably relate to this one. In fact, we mentioned it very briefly on our last episode and it actually had a couple of people reach out thinking that this was them. So yeah. I think a lot of people will see themselves in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you guys the synopsis and then we'll kind of go from there. So we have a fizzler who posted in our forums. And here's just a a recap of where he's at. So he says, looking for new jobs is killing my soul. He really doesn't want his livelihood or freedom to ever depend again on an employer. Um, He's done some freelance off and on for a decade, but always sort of fell into it. It was never a serious attempt at building a sustainable location independent business. And it's way past time for that to change. So for a variety of reasons, this particular fizzler has to, he has a very short runway. His, um, I believe he says he has about 60 days to make a decision about whether or not he needs to move. He has a lease situation and he has to figure out in 60 days if he can get a couple clients and become what we call ramen profitable or reach that minimum, minimum viable income. Otherwise, I'll need to be more sensible about where I move and figure out the job market and, and things like that. So here's his plan so far. First of all, he's canceling Netflix uh, and joining Fizzle. So that's a good step in the right direction. I mean, um, in my he opinion. He says that this week he's finalizing his MVP and launching a one-pager. Um, he has a decade of digital strategy, growth, and optimization experience. And it's, he admits it's sometimes a struggle to focus on just one area. 
Um, Wait, say that again. The uh, the expertise uh, was in digital digital strategy, growth, and optimization. Those are his areas of expertise. Got it. Sounds super fancy. Yeah. Um, here are his fears, and then and then he's got a couple questions. His biggest fears is number one, bad timing. So he's got Thanksgiving. Uh, this was right before Thanksgiving that he posted this. Um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's are all happening in the next 45 days. A lot of companies are distracted and don't want to bring on new new vendors. And he's afraid that, um, you know, people will turn him away because of that, which I think is a legitimate fear. And the second challenge is competition. He says, and this part I think is really interesting, he has written several business plans in the last decade, and one stands out to him and gets him really excited. That is conversion optimization and A-B testing. So you can tell he's kind of actually still... He has this short runway and is still kind of deciding which business plan he's going to go with. So he's also figuring out what his focus is amidst all of this. And some of his other fears include feeling like he's missed the boat, um, feeling like a copycat, all these feelings that we've talked about before on the podcast that are totally normal, uh, rejection, failure, et cetera. So a couple questions from him. He wants to know what he's missing that he needs to be thinking about to get the hit the ground running and have any hope at reaching his goal of becoming ramen profitable in the next 60 days. And he also asks, how do you get over the irrational fears like being late to the party, um, you know, feeling like he's squandered his time because this is something that he's wanted to do for years. And then he also mentions that he feels like he's probably going to have to hit the street and do some cold emailing. And I get the impression that he finds that a little bit intimidating, as most of us do, and wants to know how he can, you know, obviously he has to make something come together really quickly. So those are the top three questions, along with anything else we want to uh, address with this, this topic. Wow. So, There's a lot going on. Okay, so tell me if I'm hearing this right. Okay, he's got 60 days to decide if he w- is going to move to a different city because he's got a rent thing. This is like just a time-based, uh, that's our, our big time-based n- uh, crunch right there is might have to move out. Should I go to a new city? Um, I have 60 days to sort of figure that out. Right. And I, I kind of, me personally, I want to separate that out from like the revenue question. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? I feel he, like that's a very, that's a big. somewhere for a job and doesn't want to stay there. So yeah. his lease is up in two and a half months. Got it. Okay, got it. Um, I don't know. What are you guys are hearing? Where do you, you want to jump in on this? This is, it's big. It's challenging. We have a, a short term, a short timeline. Yeah, you know what I'll, I mean? I'll be honest. Like when um, you guys proposed this as a topic and all I saw was the headline, which says, lost my job, have 60 days to launch, get ramen profitable and find a new city. My immediate response was, uh, good luck. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. It just but, sounds really tough. It does sound really tough. But when you dig into this, there's a whole lot of nuance to it. Um, the most oh, it's interesting one. how that happens. How there's more to the story than just the headline. Yeah. Oh. Well, you never, you never know. I like to judge stories by the headline, but yeah. Um, Josh says that he has done this kind of work before and already has some past clients that he's going to reach out to to yeah. try to find gigs. So that to me is the most important thing that makes this maybe not impossible. I still think it's really difficult, but yeah. that gives it a little bit of nuance as mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know where you want to go with this. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, what I'm imagining. Okay, so so his first, very first question at the end there, he's got the the bullet points. Very first question: What am I probably missing that I need to be thinking about to hit the ground running and have any hope at reaching my 60 day goal? So first thing it brings up to me is like, all right, back of the napkin math. This you guys, Barrett and, and Corbett, are so good at the back back of the napkin math that I literally never, never, ever do because I'm like a golden retriever who just goes like. <gasps> 
we could build something awesome. And I just start bounding down the field, like trying to catch a Frisbee that doesn't even exist yet. Um, and, and you guys will go like, okay, so how much do you have to, uh, how many clients do you have to get in order to make your monthly nut? So what's the rate that you're going to charge? Obviously we don't have all these detailed information yeah. on, on thing, but like, give me how you would look at what's that number that you need to get to, right? So what, what, what's the way that you would get to that number for you? Is that just something you already have in your head? Uh, well, I mean, so he's talking about conversion rate optimization. Um, so digital strategy, conversion rate optimization, A/B testing, and growth are the, the things that I that I heard. All that kind of stuff. And he he mentions that he's talking about he was worried that companies don't bring on new vendors towards this the time of year. year. So when he uses those terms like vendors and companies, it makes me think he's probably working for a little bit bigger organization, yeah. more enterprisey or agency yeah. type stuff. Yeah, maybe not enterprise, but you know, like medium or small medium businesses, yeah. something like that. So for conversion rate optimization, every small, business dreams of getting to that size where you start calling, you know, contractors vendors. Right. <laughs> So, it's like a real milestone, definitely a high wire, watermark. Yeah, when we have like purchase requisitions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a 90-day net, net 90 payment schedule. Exactly. <laughs> so for conversion rate optimization for a small, medium-sized company, um, it's not unreasonable for him to be looking at rates of $100 an hour or something, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yep. Maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe less because he's trying or to project himself. based, you know, is the other way to go where you're project not... based, but I'm just trying to get a feel for, mm -hmm. let's say he's charging a hundred dollars an hour. How much is he going to have to work in sure. order to, to yeah. pay the bills and ramen profitable? I don't know. Let's say, what do we normally use? Like $4,000 a month or something? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And that gets you to a hundred thousand dollars a year or what does that get you to? <laughs> that gets you to $48,000 $48,000 a year. But so that's you were good. Close, it's a nice round number. Mm -hmm. So 40 it's hours. divisible by 11. 40 hours in a month of billable time. Uh, times a hundred dollars an hour gets you to that. So basically, he needs to find a combination of clients that will get him forty hours in a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. In a month. Yeah. Sixty days is two months. Right. Just you know, just so for all of us following back at home. Me, I had to say that out loud to understand it. Yeah. I was like, sixty days is, and I didn't know the answer, so I had to figure it out. Okay, thirty days a month, two months. And Got it, it. And it sounds. I mean, maybe he he's probably fine with um, booking the revenue in the month after the 60 days or whatever. I'm guessing right. like when he says he wants to get to ramen profitable, he just yeah. wants to make sure that after those 60 days are up, he has enough, you know, proof to himself that he can continue on. So for me, it's really important to ask this question up front because I am an idiot and I never ask this question, right? I never do this back of the napkin math. And I have started so many different ideas, you guys, and I've never like ever start with this. And then it's not till like down the line when someone goes like, well, how much money do you need to make? I'm like, I don't know. I really need someone important to like me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, it, I, it just it sets in very clear, stark contrast well, it, the thing you're heading towards. And I think it helps you so that, you know, that's the main goal that you have to get to. I have to get, uh, you know, I have to have 40 hours of work booked in February or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. So that means instead of uh, spending time like making your website look prettier. Yeah. You can ask yourself, does this directly help me get those clients? Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of now this isn't this isn't us being uh money hungry. This isn't us being like motivated even by money. It's just like this is the reality of if I want to one of the things he says up front is like, I don't ever want to work for another person besides myself ever again. Like I'm sick of this. This is the this third time or whatever that this has happened. I don't want to be in this position again. So I'm gonna I'm how how do I get to, to the rum and profitable number as fast as possible? Yep. It's it there what I Hearing this is a, is a lot of conviction, 
Like, like hopefully, a lot of people have said this and then and then not not really done the thing. Mm-hmm. But that conviction is the thing that you're learning over time, dear listener. Like you, when you start to really believe you can do it and that you have to do it, that's when you become a real honest to god problem in the business world. Like you, you're like, okay, you can you can actually put your dent in the in the universe. Um, so, anyways, just shaping that the the the. The details of where we're going to means hundred dollars an hour means I'm working forty hours a week at that rate. I've got hours in a month. uh, Sorry, forty hours a month at that at that rate, and I've convinced at least one or two clients to to do that for for me. Probably, you know, twenty here and twenty there. Something like that is a good way of doing it. Or if like if you if you know you can get in and work with someone that you have three people in your rolodex, it's like okay, so three. Let's devise three projects for them. Let's get so that the the addition add all that money up together, and that's the that's forty eight thousand or whatever i need to hit in my whatever time period <laughs> so that so see how i trailed off at the yeah, end there because uh, yeah. i'm a little out of my desk we're hoping we weren't listening so that putting numbers on it helps us get to the question of can he do it uh, yeah. or how much or what does he need to accomplish in order to have you know met his goal yeah um to me an an equally big question is where is his mindset at and is he setting himself up for failure by looking at at this as I have to do it in sixty days or else it's not worth it. Yeah, you know because we we talk all the time about how building a business is not a sprint; it's a marathon. No. I have been thinking about this. You can run fast or you can run far, but you can't run far fast. <laughs> like I just made up my own like southern saying. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it's right, right? I've been thinking about that in my head. Like you can't run far fast, but you can run far or you can run fast. And right now he needs to run fast. To get some of his monthly nut covered, and then you, then you, you can, you can, you can get to a point where it's like, it, you can then be a lot more creative in terms of what do I really want to be doing? Like, how do I really want to be making my money? Yeah. But that can also, you can paint yourself into a corner. You can be making, you can making the what they call the golden handcuffs. You know, like now I can't get out of this job that I made my, even though I work well, for like, myself, it I, still sucks. I think of this as like you know fitness and and general health advice. If somebody if we were a personal trainer and somebody yeah. came to us and said, I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle mm. and, and drop 20 pounds of fat in the next two months, we'd be like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Being healthy and fit is a, a worthwhile lifelong goal. Mm. But if you set uh, unrealistic expectations for your first 60 days, you're just going to burn out and fall on your face and yeah. fail. And we would rather see somebody succeed in the long run. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of putting it. I don't know. That sounds really smart. So, so Steph, what are you, what are you hearing over there so far? I think that this is a great place to start. I think that for sure under having a good grip on he that's one thing he doesn't mention is he really doesn't mention what he needs in order to get this covered. He also doesn't mention whether or not he has any kind of runway, which I think would be another important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Does he have any savings or any ability to stretch this? I, I guess because he says 60 days, the answer would be probably not. But I, I, I guess I'm wondering if he were to take a gamble and decide to stay and not have to move, does he have any extra time to make this work? That would be the first thing. The second thing that I think is really important is in that section that I talked about where he mentions competition. He sort of waffles a little bit about um, which business plan he's going to go with. He says, I've written several business plans. I could do this thing or I could do that thing. I think he really has to make a decision on what service he's going to be offering to these clients, especially if he's going back to the clients that he's had in the past. Mm. He really has to draw a line in the sand and figure out what it, what can I focus on and offer to people to start to bring in this revenue. I can worry about all the bells and whistles of my business later, but in order to start bringing in that revenue, I think he's got to get clear on what service that he's actually offering in the short term. Yeah. 
Totally. And that, that could be, that could take up all of the 60 days. I mean, how totally. many people do you know who have yeah. just like worked on a business plan for three months? Mm. Um, so he's going to have to try to make a decision really quickly exactly, so that he can start trying. Well, and to what's fun. great about this is we don't have the question of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? We have the question of how do I get to revenue to, to get, how do I get to this much money yeah. that he, he has to define? Yep. How do I get to this much money in this much time? That's very different than how do I set up the business that I want to have for the rest of my life? Right. Totally. And my approach would be, uh, to, he also mentions, you know, he's worried about the end of the year thing and, yeah. and that's a legitimate, it's a, concern. it's a real, I can concern. tell you yeah. right now, like if somebody came to us with an offer, it'd be like, sorry, dude, talk to us after the first Yeah, We've year. got yeah. like, we're trying to finish up so we're many projects right now, done. but he's just going to have to confront that head on. And I think use it to his advantage if he can, what I would do is I would come up with some packages mm -hmm. of services. He doesn't need to have some master strategy business plan or whatever. Just come up with some honest packages of things that you can do for a company with a tangible outcome and say, hey, I'm running a special yep. on uh, this conversion rate optimization package. I guarantee you that I'll run five A-B tests for you, um, aim to improve you know, the performance of your five biggest pages on your website by 10% or whatever. Yeah. And um, if you book it by January 30th, it's an end of the year kickoff 2016 special yeah. and it costs X. Yeah. And that way you have something that might cause people to act. It gives them a little bit of leeway to like not have to make a decision right at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. But if you book by the end of January or whatever, they yeah. get a special deal. seems like a win-win. Uh, and he can discount that, you know, but sort of figure out how many clients does he think he can get and price the package accordingly yeah. Um, so he'll meet his ramen profitable number. So I do want to be clear about one thing. Josh is not launching a business. He needs to sell services. That's the only option here in my mind. There's no <clears throat> yeah. launch yeah. here. There's no blog. There's no website. There's no. no people coming to him. This is purely... There's probably a one-page, like a, just a, a brochure exactly. website. And I think he kind of mentions a one-pager somewhere in here. And so he does, that yeah. one-pager needs to have like, these are the three size packages that I can sell you right now. The $500 one, the $2,500 one, and the five... Uh, are you talking... Ed, sorry, you're talking about the size of your package right now? Is that what you're talking about? It smells like garlic. <laughs> and the 5000 Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you even got stuff to grimace on that one. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. Your mother and I, oh, we came no. to this country for so long, we thought we would, you were going to be special. And here you are. Making dirty jokes on a podcast. What the hell is a podcast? Well, Pops, I learned from the best, eh? <laughs> Go on. Please. Tell me more. <laughs> Anyways, you need to have the one pager and you need to, uh, as they say, productize your services. You need to have three very clear offerings with a price anchor at the most expensive one geared towards selling the middle package. And so the idea would be if you have a really cheap package that maybe a cheapskate will buy and a really expensive package that somebody who values premium stuff will buy, the middle one is what actually gets sold to the mm. people that you're trying to sell to. And if that's a $2,500 package, you need to sell two of those a month for the foreseeable future until you can you know, kind of support yourself and have the money coming in to start focusing on other things. So once you get there, it goes back to last week's conversation. But the reality of the matter is uh, the beginning of the year is not a bad time. The end of the year is a terrible time. This is a terrible time to have 60 days to get your thing up and running. I'm not going to lie to you about that. And also, if you're willing to sell, and what I mean by sell is you need to be making 10 calls and sending 50 emails a day to as many people as you know that could be in your target audience for this yep. thing, and then scheduling meetings. You should be having at least one or two coffee meetings every day until you've booked enough clients to start doing this work, or else you're not serious about getting it done in 60 days. Yep.
Yeah, totally. You're not not going to just sit around and wait for the phone to ring. No, it's but I like this. Like. See, I, I don't know. I, I get real turned on by the idea of of being just like having a, such a clear goal. I have a monetary goal right here. That's just like that's just survival. This is just me being yeah. a caveman at survival mode. Uh, this is the survival number. And and you, you do the thing. Now, I have done that before. I have tried to do that before when I did not have enough skills, either in my thing that I was trying to sell or in the sales and business admin just generalness of yep. things right and it it was crushing it was crushing and yeah. defeating for so long eventually it started to work but because i spent a year just like spinning my wheels yep. you know um so that really depends on where you are and you know i, I my, my advice would be if you don't know it, it sounds like it sounds like he has a good amount of experience and things that he's that, that he can actually sell and and has experience selling those things and all the things that we've been talking about make it seem like okay he's got some experience he's got some uh some skills to be able to do the things not just the fulfillment of the thing that he's been promised or that that he promised them and sold to them but also the ability to find the people to sell to them yeah you know which is a skill and it doesn't take a whole lot to be able to do that but you you're going to have to jump in and be doing that that is how these deals get made right now yeah at this point it's this exercise is purely salesmanship yeah you know and, and and that's good i mean i think that's that's something that uh, a lot of us shy away from and i should be the poster boy for that but because i had to go through a handful of times where i was forced to do that I was at a, I was at a web agency when the economy like just tanked, and um, they were like, "We're gonna make you a salesman now. <laughs> like you're gonna be a sales guy for us right now." Um, and like, what is it? The mustache? <laughs> is that what makes you look like a sales guy? I was I was not a I was a strategist and producer, and then they're like, "So you kind of can talk, so you're gonna be a sales guy." And eventually, they're like, "You're gonna be a commission sales guy." We were trying to sell fifty thousand dollars websites at a time when nobody was buying a hundred dollars website. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, but I I had to devise my own thing for cold calling people, creating a list of people I was going to call. I just identified a, a niche, a kind of business, outdoor gear type stuff. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to just create a big list of Northwest outdoor gear type people. And I'm going to call I'm going to call them whatever 10 times before I give up on them. You just call the receptionist? I had no, it was just, it was always fighting the gatekeepers. I would get through every now and again, but most of it was rigor morale around the yeah. gatekeepers. Yep. But, anyways, like I was forced to do the cold calling for six months, learned so much. I'm so grateful I got to, I, I'm so grateful I had to do that. I will never ever do it again. You know what I mean? It's like this weird thing that's like, it's like being hazed or something. You're like really glad it happened. I hope it never happens again. Right. You know? I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a good point there in trying to winnow down the universe of, of possible yeah. uh, companies. Yeah. It's something specific so that you can know where to look. You can figure out how to hone your pitch and hopefully you can find an industry that's like hot and growing and that you have an idea might be looking for something like this. Yeah. In your case, you're trying to sell $50,000 websites. So you're looking for bigger established businesses. Mm -hmm. In his case, he should be looking for companies that are probably growing really fast, but fairly small yeah. so that the decision process doesn't take forever, but they're growing quickly enough that they have issues where we need to optimize mm -hmm. you know, this page or that page or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On this selling side of things, I think just to add a, a one piece to this, you know, one of the things I think from a, just like what Chase was talking about from a psychological perspective, anything you can do to make a cold email or a cold contact 
a little bit, tiny bit warm is so yeah. much easier and so much more, there's so much more confidence that can be you know put behind that when you feel like you have some teeny tiny connection. So for Josh, I would say this is absolutely the time to go as deep into your personal Rolodex as you possibly can up to and including, if it were me, I would be on LinkedIn looking up companies or you know small businesses, whoever the yeah. target market is that could be someone that I'm interested in and literally seeing if I have any second or third connections, even if it's people that I don't necessarily know, seeing if I can reach out to them and find some common interest or some common contact in order to get some kind of introduction. Um, I think LinkedIn can be a really great tool for that, especially yeah. if he's prospecting, you know, actual businesses here. And the second thing too, is just in terms of referrals, I think we all know that referrals are the, probably the easiest way to get new business. I would check to see if, you know, Josh, if you're listening to this or anybody who's in a similar position, you have to get new business quickly. I would look into BNI in your area. So business networking international, if you guys have heard of that, it's basically a referral group, um, that people join. I think there's an annual cost to it, but you could probably find a friend who goes to them and, and go as a guest. I've been to a few of those meetings before, and it is amazing how you can get referrals from going to these groups that meet every single, I think they meet weekly, literally just to help other people in the group get referrals. So you can not only tap into your own network, but really start to um, spread like wildfire, reaching into other people's networks to see if there's any way you can get more introductions. Oh, but Steph, doesn't that sound like work though? Aww. It is going to be, you know, pound the pavement kind of work. But I, I know for myself, I would rather have any kind of warm introduction than have to pick up the phone and try to get past get gatekeepers with nothing up yeah. my sleeve. So, And the same thing is every person in your network has probably has four or five people that they know that could be potential targets for you. Absolutely. And if you show them that you're prepared, that you have a clear offer, that you're talented in it, mm -hmm. which he appears to be, seems like he has some experience. Yep then I would be getting in touch with everyone who knows and trusts and likes me and saying, hey, who are three to five names of people that you think I should get in touch with? I'm doing this thing and here's my situation and whatever. Um, you know, you need to craft that carefully or whatever so they don't think you're desperate, but yeah. that's a great way to get there too. And the other thing I'll say is don't be afraid to stop wasting time on things that aren't working. If you go to BNI and it's not working, you're not getting referrals, don't go again. Yeah. Um, so do the things that work. Don't focus on things that end up, you know, just wasting your time because it's extremely easy to convince yourself that you're doing work when you're in this situation. That's true. Yeah, now it is. That's true. Well, the the easy thing is once you've decided that there's a something you can do, the deciding part is done. And that's really the painful part a lot of times. Yeah. So once the deciding part is done, then you're just like, oh, I just have to put my head down and, and pick up the phone and dial and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And really what you're doing is avoiding yep. the hard truth that maybe this isn't the right thing to be doing. And that, I, is, that is absolutely yeah. super hard. And so honestly, if, if it's like, okay, this is the amount of money, I have to get the $4,000 in the next four weeks, right? So that means I'm on day one of week one. And and I just see the the thermometer that's like, have I got my one thousand dollars this week? How yeah. much have I contributed towards that? And and this it, it it's really hard, right? Because you might make all that money on the last on the last day of the last month, right? right? It, you don't need because you take so much setup to get yeah. these things moving. But um, but just keeping that goal in mind that it's like, no, this is just. Uh, a brutal kind of like I have I, I think there's really big a couple things that have been said uh, having a very clear um, value proposition on here's the projects that I'm selling mm -hmm. right the the things that you said Corbett were say like I'm going to run five at least five A-B tests and I'm going to increase the performance of your most popular pages by X percent right that costs this much 
That kind of value proposition is really, really strong because it's really, really specific and you don't need anything from me except for access to my Google Analytics or something. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, it's just so, so simple. Um, and, 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 and there's also a story here of like, you know, while the rest of the, while everybody else is kind of like winding down for the holidays, I'm gearing up and I can help your numbers finish really strong at the end of the year or yeah, the or beginning of really next strong. year. Right. You know, so it's just that idea of, of like, what is it that's going to sell to these people? What, what is it that's going to, not sell to them, what's, what is it can, that's going to get them excited? Excited. That's going to make them feel like, oh, God, that would feel good. Can you just take care of that for me? Yeah. Can you just yeah. take care of that for me? Like, that's the insight. That's what I love. That Like, as much as I don't like, as much as I'm totally not motivated by money, and I love just wasting time being creative, and I, I want to spend my whole life in those modes, I really love the insight it, that the creativity in getting to a great idea like that, a really useful, valuable idea. Yep. Now then, actually doing that work is a whole other thing. It's like, okay, how, who wants to do this work? <laughs> because to me, the fun part was coming up with the idea of what to do. But then doing the work is is the next step. It's like the hard hard work of actually doing it. So you got to be careful what you're promising them, right? You, yeah. you want to be able to yeah. fulfill on that promise. Totally. Well, I think one of the things we're talking about too, and Corbett said it, and Chase, you just said it as well, is this decision. I mean, he doesn't have much time, right? And if anyone listening yeah. is in a similar situation where you don't have much time, you have to decide that it's time to do the work. And one of the things that's in this this thread that we're talking about that I summarized is he does mention a couple different times some of the fears that he has. And one of the questions he has is, how do you get over the irrational fears? And my response to that is a little bit, I think comes from a place of tough love, but from my perspective, like you just don't get to have those fears right now. You know, I think you have to make the decision that those fears do not have a place at the table or you can acknowledge them and say, yes, those fears exist. But if you want to make any kind of serious progress or get to that, get to that number in the next 60 days, you got to just block that out and and keep your head down. Otherwise, I think those fears could sabotage the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I also want to say like this, I want to say this, like this this is a rare, this is, I, I don't know if you can do this. You shouldn't, you don't know if you can do this, right? You do not know if you can do this. This is not a time to like go be Rambo. This might be a time to go like ask somebody who cares about you for some help or stay in your job or to do the things. This is not about like, I'm, I'm a badass. I can do some stuff. It, it, this is like your real life. And, and if this is going to cost you your belief in yourself moving forward, it's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? If you spent, if you're like, I have to do this in 60 days, right? And then that kills your idea that you, it withers that thing in you that thinks that you can do something on your own. Yeah. Then, then it's it's absolutely not worth it. Yeah, There's like, a lot of other ways to survive the next two months. Is what I is all I'm is all I'm really saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not all about you can only do it yourself or nothing. No, this is this is the beautiful thing about about businesses. I want to live in a world where there are real humans. Yeah, I want to make a business for real humans. And when a real human who has like real family and friends like is in a hard place, like we help. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's something that a lot of us can't count on, but some of us can, and hopefully you're one of them. You yeah. know. I don't know. So I thought this sounded familiar and uh, I remembered why. I went back and on my in my old business, I ended up writing a post called How to Sell a $5,000 Consulting Project in Less Than a Week. And it came out of an experience uh, during Christmas 2012. So it was almost the exact same time frame as it is right now for Josh. And I had just finished up a design project on the product website that we were going to launch. So we were paying a design duo to put together a site called careerkickstarter.com. And it was, the project was finishing up. So I owed them the last payment before they would turn over access to the domain and everything, which was then dependent on launching the product and yada, yada. So we had no business revenue. I had no money in the bank account 
and uh, there was no there was no like investment money or anything left to do this. So they sent me the final in invoice a week before Christmas, and according to our contract, I had seven days to pay this twenty five hundred dollar invoice for which there was no money. So I was in a similar situation where I needed $2,500 in seven days mm -hmm. and I went out and sold a $5,000 project so that I could bill 50% on day one and 50% when the project was complete. And the way I did that was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, one, just one, just a hair's breadth in front of the problem. Like, you know, like, you know you're like right there and then you're like, oh God, I got it one step in front of it. Perfect. Yep. So anyways, I, I basically just made a list of all the people I knew in my city yeah. that I could go to. And I thought of the skills that I had. And basically at the time I had been a management consultant before I started this job. So I figured, well, hell, if I can do it for huge companies, I can probably do it for tiny companies. So I'll go find a problem that some business has and see if I can solve it for them. Turned out that a little insurance agency down the street from me, uh, who was a connect family connection guy I knew growing up, a little bit, but mostly a professional connection at that point. Uh, went to him and I just asked him questions about what was going on in the business, what his challenges were. And basically his salespeople were uh, dragging uh, their behinds on the pavement and not getting anything done. And he needed help putting processes in place for checking in on them, managing them and, and managing his whole agency. And I said, great, uh, let me go back to my um, desk or whatever. And I'm going to put together a little proposal and I'll bring it back to you in a couple of days. If I do that, uh, when might I expect a decision from you? And he was like, I love that. You just put the hard clothes on me. And I'll tell you, <laughs> if you bring me this on Tuesday, I'll give you a decision by Friday. And seven days later, I had uh, sold a $5,000 project and had a $2,500 check in my pocket. <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> and you didn't have to foreclose on your house. I didn't have to foreclose on my non-existent house. Yeah. I didn't have to cash in my car. That I didn't have mine. to sell my dog and I didn't have to empty my gas tank. It was pretty great. Uh, so it's doable. It was, the, you know, but you do have to have people you're connected to. And almost everyone does have a network, but you have to think yeah. of the people you know as a network in this case. And to throw in the idea of leaving the city that you're in right now, I think would be a terrible move before you're able to. It could be. I mean, we don't know all the details. I mean, this right. could be someplace he's just been in for a little while. He doesn't know anybody. Right. Too, that he knows if you're people. from somewhere and you're going back there and you have a better network there, maybe it's good. But if yeah. you're leaving the place where you, that's the only place you have connections, I think that would be a very bad idea mm. given your situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a great story. The idea is, is, it's bang on. You can sell. You can sell a couple projects and and have this this two months covered or whatever the the thing that you need is right now. If you know what it is you need and what it is you can sell and who to talk to about that thing. There's just a bunch. It's just a handful of buckets you got to fill up with the right information. You got to check up check them off the list as you go. Yep. But I love that. I, I think I think to me, there's a part of me that gets really ex excited and inspired by the sort of tangibility of a project like this the just the brutal sort of survivalism of it now uh back then i would like like before i was in fizzle before i was doing the thing it was not it was scary it was it was yeah. not it was more than scary like it was paralyzing i would i just i wouldn't be able to think i wouldn't be able to move i wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to, to to come up with anything yeah Do you know what i mean it was just Fear, insecurity, uncertainty, doubt, terror. I was on fire. I felt like I was on fire. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from just not not knowing how the process works and not yeah. realizing that there are huge checks being written between yeah. companies out there every day. Mm -hmm. And you just have to figure out how and you're, you're, and to that's, get one of those checks written to you. That's exactly it. I did not know about the process. 
I did not know what I offered to people and I did not know how valuable that was. Yeah. And, uh, and once I started getting clear on that stuff, that's why like a, a, a services business, like, like our friend Chris Johnson at Simplifilm, the, the web agencies that I worked at, the, the little video agency that I worked at, the stuff that I started up myself, all service work like this, it's, it's a process. That's all it is. You're selling a process, and then and and the smoother you get in that process, the be- the more fun it gets to kind of design that machine. It's yeah. just a flywheel. And right now, you know, whatever whatever Josh lands here as a project, he's probably creating himself heartache mm. in implementing that project. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. how you start out as a freelancer. Totally, it's a pain in the arse to mm-hmm. to do your first few projects, and then you make your process or your contract or whatever better and better each time. Yeah, so that you don't have all those like loopholes and things. So, yeah. so um, Josh had a specific question here, and I wanted to go back to something that Steph mentioned uh, and that Barrett just kind of reiterated. He said, I think I'll probably need to do some cold emailing. Has anybody had any luck with that or know of any good resources? So Steph mentioned before that any little connection that you can make yeah. will help you immensely over cold emailing. And I don't know what the psychology is behind this but there has oh, to be Oh, I have a study, a study right here. The study is it's 900 wow, 900 quadrillion. Is that a as 900 quadrillion more successful? Okay. Yeah. To, that's what I thought. To war- that's, to that's, do I thought a, I read that slightly warmed. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't qualify slightly warm. No? No. I think they call it, it lukewarm. They it just say it's like slightly warm. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, so if you just rub up against them for a little bit just to get a little friction going, then that's slightly warm, I guess, right? So I'll share a strategy that um, a, a client of mine used uh, when he was trying to build a freelancing career. He went to a bunch of um, networking meetings and you know did the pitch where, like uh, Steph was mentioning, BNI, and you can actually I think get up in front of the group and mm. and talk about what you're doing or whatever. Yep. Um, and that that didn't pan out for him. He tried it for a while; it didn't work or whatever. What ended up working for him really well was a form of cold emailing. But it wasn't super cold. He joined it was frigid. It was no, uh, no. It was it was, it was slightly warm. He hmm. joined uh, co-working groups, networking groups, whatever kind of group that he could. Oh yeah, where he had access to the directory of members of mm-hmm. that group, and then he would cold email those people. But at least you have a connection. You can say, "Hey, I'm in your co-working group. We yeah. haven't run into each other." Yeah, but. You know, I was checking out your website and I noticed X, Y, and Z, and I thought you guys might be interested in blah. And then you can give them a little hint of your pitch. Don't go hard pitch, but you know, that, that opens the door. So it makes it, it makes people feel like they need to at least respond. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because you're a part of their community. Yeah. No, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Like I think of the young, you know, the YEC, Young Entrepreneur, what does that stand for? Young Entrepreneur Council? Council? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Just like anything you can just join and be like, hey, Terry, I noticed we were both members of the YEC. And yep. uh, even if you just signed up like this morning, yeah. you're just like, I just wanted to reach out and uh, just let you know, you know, that in this time of trouble and, and <laughs> I can stop there. I had no, I had nowhere to go. But I, I'd like really to painted yourself into a I'd court. just like to keep talking. I was watching this stand up comedy special the other day where this, this like, nerdy former Saturday Night Live writer does a, John a, Bill, a Bill Clinton impression and yeah. that was the voice. Really? You used the Bill Clinton I used the Bill Clinton. voice, yes. <laughs> Good. They're perfect. So, um, so you're right about the, the cold emailing, Corbett, that, that it, and both you and Steph, like this idea of if you can get it just a little bit warmer. And I love that idea of just there are groups you can join sort of 
probably at, 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 I, I don't know the cost at some point becomes a little bit significant I'm sure but but that gives you access to a lot of uh, that just gives you that nice little excuse yeah. to get in touch with people yeah, and, if- and I would say before that you what my friend Jay calls co-opt the relationships of your relationships which is what we've been talking about it's not just like hey who do I know first of all it's hey who do I know that could and then it's hey who do I know that who I know knows Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, hey, do you know anyone who could, who has a website that could be using stuff like this or could be helped by things like this? So it's just like, it's that one step away from you totally. kind and of that's connection. Where you're, so your, your primary goal is to uh, create a warm lead and hopefully yeah. make a pitch. Your secondary goal is if somebody's not going to buy from you, at least get an introduction hmm. because right. then you can say, hey, you know, it's no problem. I understand this isn't a good fit for you right now, but do you know anyone else who might be looking? Yeah, by the way, can I did this. Me, can you just give me two names? I think it was know? Casey Proctor on his podcast that he go, He at the end of every episode, he's like, so hey, who's who's someone that you think uh, would be great for this show? It's a show for dads. Nice. And, and, um, and he asked me, he asked someone before and they said me and he asked me and I said Austin Cleon and I don't know if he's done Austin and, and whatever. Oh, it's like for interview guys. As, as an interview, yeah. like, like, and that's the last question. And then he reaches out to that person and says, hey, Chase thought you'd be great that's on perfect. this show. I just realized how effective it was right. when it was the only time I could get Austin Cleon who, to talk to me on Twitter. And who had uh, recommended you for the show? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I know Casey, so maybe nobody, okay. nobody actually recommend, yeah. recommended me. I, I, I bet nobody recommended me. I mean, nobody ever really recommends me. Well, you know nobody I mean? likes no, Nobody so, really. There's that. I'm not really good at anything, so it's it's just like I'm used to just kind of being a last minute. Uh, fishing addition. for a compliment. Don't give it to him. I know. Do we need to sit down after this and give you what you need? If you could tell everybody that's listening, yeah. What if you could tell everybody? Oh, if somebody would just leave a nice this review today, so... that would really make Chase's day. Oh. Anyways, back to the conversation. Show.co. To Steph's uh, <laughs> point earlier, I think this would be, I think, a justifiable expense. Uh, for you right now would be to sign up for LinkedIn Premium to be able yeah. to go in and search on detailed uh, factors that you want to find, whether it's a type of business, the name of a business, or whatever. I think I would fight you on that because I would say do that as soon as you know you've already plumbed the riches of your own of your You're own right. network, yeah. people right. you already know. Then do that, and this is an important step. Like you are, you're making a list of things that you're going to do, and the sequence that you put them is in is important. You want the most leads you can get right now. The hotter they are, the better. That's all going to come from your existing network and yep. the network of your existing network. Then, okay, if nothing there, then uh, LinkedIn Premium and start searching on a particular. Did you just make a flowchart in your mind. I'm making. I make. I put a spreadsheet together, Corbett. It's impressive. In my mind, I'm I'm weighted average decision matrixing this. I use that for everything. You're you're beyond using spreadsheet as a light bright. I I am a little bit, but I still. Mostly just Once format the cells. <laughs> I mostly go like, I want this one to be bold. Let's center it. No, that's not right. <laughs> um, okay, listen, one more question uh, from him here. He says, how do you get over the irrational fears like me feeling late to the party just because there's a handful of people already doing what I've wanted to do for years? How, yeah, do, you, and, how do you get um, over that, do you think, you guys? And we went over this just a little bit, but we should give the background. Um, Steph, I think you read this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was listening, Corbett. You, want, you can ask me too. In, in terms of competition. Um, but uh, 
He said in the five years since writing his business plan around this conversion optimization, he feels like he's good at it, but he's watched dozens of agencies and independent entrepreneurs get into the space. Logically, I know I haven't missed the boat, but emotionally, I kind of feel like I have and that I am now a copycat. It's totally irrational. Seriously. Conversion rate optimization is a young discipline and not even close to saturated. Still, I can't shake the feeling. I yeah. guarantee 90% or 95% of insurance agency owners have never heard the term conversion rate optimization or A-B testing. That's and true. that's just one little segment of a massive, incredibly large uh, small business market that you could go after. Wealthy, so. spendy thing where it's like if you inc increase their conversion there, that means a lot more money for them than it means for you. Yep. Yeah. And, you you know mean? and the way you talked to somebody like that is, I'll get you more leads from your website. They don't care how you do it. They don't care yeah. what it's called. They don't care why totally and that's the thing that that's that's an important point that we that haven't is. covered yeah. you need to sell the benefits yeah. not the features yeah. right yeah. so sell that you're the thing that businesses are looking for is more sales more leads whatever yeah. yeah the way that you go about it is what you put in your pitch to convince them that you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. right but that's not what you lead with yeah and what do you uh, what do you know what you're talking about that means you know what's important to them like you the language that you just used barrett was leads i'll get yeah. you more leads yeah. from your website that is such a great little way of putting things together. You 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 say I'll get you more X from your Y. Yeah, right. It's just mm -hmm. a little uh, it's a little thing. We uh, we always say this little. Uh, you want the good leads? You want? <laughs> <laughs> I want the good leads. Those Co coffee's for closers. Sorry. I want the good yeah. ones. Come on, get, you're giving me this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do like I think we we could do is a like a global uh, fizzle show listener. Uh, watching of that movie, and we'll just like we live should. live tweet it with a hashtag. Oh, that'd be fun! Oh, oh. Tweet movie. <laughs> I read Aziz. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think that'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy. One other thing on uh, on this about about him, you know, having this irrational fear. I can tell you that while you've had this fear. You have missed the boat. Like while you've been hemming and hawing for the past five years, mm. um, so many other people who you probably this Josh probably feels like plenty of people who don't have the chops that he has yeah. have just like bulldozed their way into this market. Mm -hmm. And now they have this big space carved out. I've seen this time and time again. We see this all the time. We see this people with people who yeah. have new entrepreneurship podcasts. Mm -hmm. We see this with people who teach entrepreneurship. People jump into a market and do just fine. Yeah, And at the same time, for every person who jumps into the market, there are probably a hundred who are sitting there twiddling their thumbs, feeling like, oh, it's too late, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's it, it's never going to be better time than it is right now. Yeah, And Josh is not going to know if he's going to have the chops to make it work or not. By the way, that goes for every one of you people listening to this. All right. Uh, can you gather around? Gather around. Gather around. Gather around. Yeah, chap. Listen, there really is like the thing that you want to do. There has never been a better time to do that than right now. They're, they're like, you have to understand, like, you have to feel that. You have to sense and understand and believe that, but that but, it, but, it's but, true. Chase, there's so many competitors. There's only going to be more later. But what Chase, a, this practice has been around for at least five years. There's only going to be around for longer later. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep thinking of logical responses yeah. to that. But it's true. No, it's true. Is, it only ever gets more difficult as you go. This is the amazing thing. Like if he's he's really selling A-B testing, the tools that they use in that industry yeah. are like six years old. Yeah. yeah. It's an infant. Yeah. Imagine where that's going to be like 50 years from now.
Yeah, it's no, still and, early. And I think I think it's just important to to like I don't know. First of all, I just want to say like you you have irrational fears. Like that's that's you're not alone there. We all have those irrational fears. Second of all, none of those matter when you're convicted enough that you have to make right. this this money and to do the thing. Yeah. And when you really you there's this there's this magic. It's not the power of positive thinking that gets you there. It's when you actually go like, no, I just know what this is worth, and I've and I've done it enough, and and I I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to sell something because I just know what it's worth. Totally, you're convinced of the value of what you provide. Like that is the most. transformative power for a freelancer ever that is the secret to sales is realizing you're not trying to convince somebody you're going to give them what you promised them yeah and it's up to them whether they choose it or not and that's that's what like like when i always talk about chris johnson the best salesman i ever knew it's just because he's like i don't care at all if you buy this like i know what this does for everybody who buys it and i'm not going to have a problem selling it to somebody you know and it's just it's not that's not some mind hack yeah that's not like a uh, he's not he hasn't like jacked up his uh his like mental prowess and really sort of did a trick on his physique to do the something or other it's not body language it's not tweaking or tricking anything it's just like it's just no i've i've sold this to a lot of people because i've i've gotten a lot of results for a lot of people it's just the truth you know yeah i love that and he's not to that point yet Possibly, um, yeah. No, it doesn't sound like it. When he's talking, when 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 he's talking about, I have these irrational fears. Okay, we all have those, yeah. and mm-hmm. and the experience people have already pushed through them, and you find that they're only. Uh, I have this thing with with my son where, like, the, we'll watch like these anime shows or something where there's like these spirits or whatever, and he's never scared of them because I'm always telling him like, remember what a spirit can do, right? The only thing a spirit can do is scare you. They can't actually hurt you at all. But when you're scared, you can do things that hurt yourself. So whenever you see a spirit, just don't get scared by it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like this sense of that's what that irrational fear does. It can't actually hurt you, but it can make you afraid. And when yeah. you're afraid, you can act like a turd. That's good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Nobody wants to act don't like Don't be that. a turd. I mean... I got to be honest, I have been a farmer for a while, so I just got to speak real quick to the value of turds, because a lot of the soil around America, God bless America, by the way, a lot of the soil, that is going to be, you know, rejuvenated by turds, cow turds, uh, duck turds. Uh, goose turds, uh, 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 sometimes human turds. No, not those. those yep, nope, that gets, that gets put in, and, and uh, it, it, great tomatoes. Great tomatoes, just got to say it. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which farm of mine is actually doing that, but it, they're real sensational t- tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting carpet going, so I don't want to stop. <laughs> he just got this real it's gentle, like this gentle rolling, <laughs> rolling giggle. You just got the, you're like 120% dad right now. <laughs> the dad sweater on, your hair's like sticking up in the back. He's got like his base layer underneath. Yeah. Uh, I got into the uh, Adidas employee store, so I got this thing for $11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steph, what do you think? Anything else to add here? The only thing I'll add on this point in particular, this fear of being a copycat or having missed the boat, I I think it's so, and we already said this a little bit, but it's so normal to feel like a copycat. I think that Mm. comes from, you know, Josh and everyone who's in this boat who had hasn't really gotten started yet like of course you feel like a copycat because you don't really know what your own identity is yet and i think that 
the remedy to that is just taking action because the more that he starts to work with people, he's going to figure out who he is in this business versus looking at everybody else who's doing it and feeling like he has to copy them. So I think that part's going to take care of itself when he just continues to take action and start working with people. Um, So that's the first thing. The second thing is, and we touched on this super briefly, but I also think it's just important for everyone out there who's trying to figure out like this puzzle of how to make this thing work with a really short runway. It's important to realize there are a bunch of different ways to skin this cat. You know, if if you really want to make this work, there are, are things you can do like, you know, Corbett has told this story before of in one particular case, being able to go from working 40 hours a week for your employer to going down to part time, you know, would something like that be be an option for Josh or for other people in the situation? Are there other part time things that you could do if you kind of need a half step between where you are now and where you're going? So, you know, it's absolutely possible to get creative and not give up on this without having to go from zero to 100. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's actually absolutely true. And and I have to say that, you know, in some of the responses to to Josh's question on the forum, uh, Brendan Hufford uh, goes like, you really need to check out the Book Yourself Solid course. And I have to 100% agree. The thing is, I want you to, to do exactly what we've said first, like the network and the thing. It's not about create, finding the ideal client right now. It's about finding a client. Do you know what I mean? Like any client that's going to give you money. And then, though, you could go through some of that uh, ideal client stuff or some of that getting your elevator pitch right stuff that is in Book Yourself Solid. If you can go through it really quickly, which you really can, there's these cor- that, that course is relatively fast. It has a lot of worksheets and things like that. But you can go through it, get the info, like just go super fast on it. And that's like you spend a day doing that and now you have your, your call to action. You have your, your packages defined. You have your and, things like uh, that. if somebody wanted to check that out, like how long <sighs> would they have to check it out? Gosh, I... Guys, I'm so excited about this. I don't, uh, I don't know. Barrett, do you know how long? Because I mean, I would love for them to be able to try it out just for free. I'm not really sure. Is there a way that we can... be free. Could Could we... Steph, do we have something like that? Turns out we do have something just you, like that. Wait, for free? They could just get in and try it out? Like, they could just, like, say they wanted to, like, I don't know if Fizzle's right for me. I just want to try it out. They could do that? But for you know how what? long? Just because you're a podcast listener, you get to have a special opportunity to check it out, which is pretty exciting. Wait, wait, wait. What is it so. normally? What's the deal normally? Like, you get a couple days? So, normally you get 14 days. You get two what? weeks. Two weeks? <laughs> You, get you guys two just weeks. give it for two weeks? They could, like, yeah. steal all our courses, though. Unbelievable. Yeah, that could, you could just get in and just take the whole book yourself call it solid course in that Yeah, time. but it gets even better because if you, like I said, because you listen to the podcast, if you go to fizzle.co slash try five, you can actually have five weeks on five us. Five weeks? What? Can you believe it? What and kind what? of an idiot would do they, that? If they do it right now, will we give them a vegetable spiraler? And steak knives. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Man, did you just take us off course? I want to go back to talking to how amazing it is. You get five weeks for free. You just go to fizzle.co, trash five. <laughs> that would be the... Uh, that would be the fire alarm. The fire alarm. The this guy. Oh, is it the roast in the oven? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, there's no roast in it's the in oven. <laughs> Um, uh, that is my fire alarm, so we'll, we'll settle up here pretty soon. But uh, I would do have to say, you go to fizzle.co slash try five. You do, as a podcast listener, our gift to you. Try out Fizzle for five weeks for, for free. Just for free. Try it out for five weeks. We're hoping and kind of making the bet that you're the right kind of person to join Fizzle, that yeah. you're going to get the value out of the courses and the yeah. community. And look, if, if all you do it for, literally, since you're listening to this, you might be interested in freelancing since that's yeah. what we've been talking about. If all you do is join to take the Book Yourself Solid course, which is based on, uh, we worked with Michael Port yep. to take his New York Times bestselling 
work the best work yourself solid best book for freelancers ever and turn it into a course taught by jason billows inside of fizzle it's tremendous join for free fizzle.co slash try five yep. check it out take the whole course and see if you like the rest of what we got going on yep make it make it happen captain as they used to say back on the farm which uh, farm make it, that would be the manure farm turd farm make it happen call it? captain turd farm <laughs> i think uh i don't know marketers probably put some spin on it <laughs> called it like Let's stink or something. Happy Valley or something. Let's <laughs> stink. I don't know, man. But those tomatoes are good. I have been Chase Warren Reeves. <laughs> I've been Carbet Lee Bar. <laughs> it's my opportunity to filibuster. There are people. You don't get to talk right now. I don't know if Steph can even hear us right now. I don't think so. Steph, you're quiet up <laughs> I've been Barrett Allen Brooks. I thought Barrett tricked me again. I have been Steph Wardman Crowder. And we'll see you there, or we'll see, see you So there you have it. Thank you, Josh, so much for your questions. We love hearing from you guys in the forums. Uh, If you want show notes for this episode, go ahead and go to fizzleshow.co slash 139. Barrett found a great article there on cold emailing. That's included. I've also put a link to our brand new 10 Mistakes in Online Business Guide. We just I just redesigned this thing. Corbett wrote this post that's been one of our most popular posts of all time. We turned it into a guide with all these great quotes from some of our favorite entrepreneurs. It's very beautiful. It's pretty. If you want to see an example of the kind of book that you can make in Keynote, I made this thing in Keynote, Apple's PowerPoint sort of thing, uh, that, that, you can, that you can offer as like a, a, a downloadable giveaway. It's a great example of that. And, and I'll be honest, I'm offering that to you because I want you to be on my email email list so that I can email you once a week with uh, some idea that is, uh, I mean, just try, just try not to be delighted by the emails that we send here at Fizzle. Just try. I, I, I defy you to defy me. Is that, I don't know. Am I being too intense? Maybe that's too intense. I'd like for you to try the download a book thing, uh, the top 10 mistakes in online business. Again, you can find that at fizzleshow.co slash 139. Oh my god, you guys, we did it! If you listened to the last episode, you know this already, but I have to say it again. We reached 500 international iTunes reviews for this show, this very show that you're listening to. That's a big goal for me. I just love the idea that you guys take time out of your day, literally out of your day, to just write like a thing about us. And some of them are so good. All of them are amazing and touch my heart in amazing ways. Here's the most recent one from uh, Epic. Epaskev, Epaskev, Epaskev in Canada. Let's call it that. Uh, who says, I'm thoroughly enjoying this podcast, especially since Steph came into the mix. Funny, insightful, giving practical advice alongside inspiration, caution, and humor. This is a great listen for creatives and freelancers who want to take a business-oriented approach to their livelihood, too. Thanks, guys, for keeping me company through the day job doldrums as I map out the next steps towards making freelancing into a small business. That is a great review and very apt for the episode that we we just listened to. So, you know, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. We think and know that that is the most important thing that you can be doing. It's not just coming up with a great idea, but making progress on that idea every single week. And so when you leave us an iTunes review, you kind of help us to do that. You're showing 
showing us that this is worthwhile, this is valuable, we'd love to hear your voice, and I am super insecure and totally need you to tell me that you love me. Like, I always need this, because Barrett is so hard on me, you guys. He's standing right here right now, and he is super, super hard on me, and I just want someone to be there with me and help me. You can write an iTunes review. That would be so great. I'm kidding. I don't need your iTunes reviews. I want them so bad. Thank you guys for putting us over 500. I can't say it enough. I, I just think I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Okay, so I got a new book. At the end of every episode, you know, I say a little a little blessing of sorts. And I got a book uh, by uh, John O'Donohue, who sounds like the uh, kind of a Catholic priest person. I'm sure he is. But it's a book of blessings. Here's, here's one today. Blessing for a new position. Just the first stanza here. May your new work excite your heart. Kindle in your mind a creativity to journey beyond the old limits of all that has become wearisome. Mm. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>